You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. NFL is back tonight. Gentlemen, I'm Johnny Venerable, joined in studio, Bo Brock, 81, <laughs> Frank Sanders. What is the good word, gentlemen? Preseason football kicks off. We have football now consistently until mid-February. What are you laughing at? It's a beautiful thing. I, Frank Sanders, you just told him that, you know, the NFL starts tonight. He, I think hey. he was unaware that the Hall of Fame game was going to be underway and just saw some of the lineups or who's not in the lineup. No Christian Kirk debut tonight, folks. Cardinals fans, you're not going to see. $20 million man. Yeah, the $20 million man. And anybody of interest for the Jags ain't playing tonight. So it's already lost its luster before even the, the game began. Don't you think I won't put money on the DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> on preseason football? I will. The Jags, minus three, give it to me, hammer the over. The over's 30 and a half. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But gentlemen, right now, welcome everybody. We got a lot to talk about. Training camp, cards, red and white scrimmage upcoming in two days. We'll be there. But Frank Sanders, Hollywood Brown, got into some trouble yesterday. Did you bail him out by chance? Did you go over to Maricopa County Jail and get Hollywood Brown out of prison? They wouldn't even let me do it. That's the sad part about it. Like, I was there chanting, free Mr. Brown, free Mr. Brown, free Mr. Brown. And they wouldn't even let me, they wouldn't even let me kind of like, wouldn't even put set bail for me. They say, hey, man, he got to do his time. Give him a second. He's going he's gonna to meet the judge. And after that, then they're going to they gonna release him. And that'd be, that'd be the basis of it. So, but it's crazy, right? 128. One, I think that was the speed, right? 128. 126. 126. God yeah. damn. I, I have never gone over a hundred that I can remember. Never and, got up. You've never reached triple digits, Johnny. You play it safe, man. Johnny, you like oh, my little Johnny, Hyundai Elantra, my on, little man. Mitsubishi I mean, Outlander. Even, Johnny, you should play it safe. Say that that's kind of. I mean, everyone in the chat's like, what? man, they they did at least do a one ten and one fifteen century mark at least Thank once you. in your life. Live What's the fastest money. you've ever driven, Bo. Uh, I think one time on my way to Las Vegas, uh, in I know my mom watches this podcast a lot. She's not gonna be happy by this, but I think I, I approached one ten. Wow, I'm not proud of Arrest it. this man. I'm very <laughs> proud of me. One thirty seven, five hundred SL Mercedes Benz, actually on the I ten. <laughs> that makes me nervous. I had to check it. I pucker I had to check up it. when I hear that, man. That is not uh, look. You don't buy. You don't buy the horses to walk them. <laughs> you buy the horses to race them. God dang, what's wrong with you guys? What did, Sorry, what, did Bo, what, did Brock, what did what did Cliff Kingsbury have to say for himself for his brand new wide receiver today? Let's hear from him. Actually, Cliff Kingsbury spoke to the media, uh, pretty transparent. The what he said to his his new uh, newly acquired wide receiver. Let's hear from Cliff. Yeah, just glad you know he's safe and and uh, we're still working through the details of it all. But uh, I'm glad to have him back. No, he was coming from his house um, to the stadium and got pulled over. From what I know, uh, good, good. Yeah, he's he's never had any issues and um, obviously he knows he's got to be better than that and he will be moving forward. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, like I said, unfortunate incident. Can't be doing that. And um, we want to get him back and uh, get him back involved. Yeah, we definitely address it. I mean, we understand uh, anytime you have that sort of caravan coming from one place to the next, I mean, um, you got to be smart and you got to follow the rules and obey the laws. And uh, so hopefully we don't have any more incidents. 
Uh, now, I mean, you're going to hear those sound bites and, and people who uh, have are skeptical about Cliff Kingsbury and how tough of a ship he runs. Uh, they're probably not going to hear that and feel like there's true accountability here from the head coach, you know, very loose. I mean, you can even kind of come to your own conclusion that, you know, Hollywood Brown was not at the wigwam where the team is staying what's, for training. Yeah, what's he doing? He said, I mean, he even said in that clip, he was coming from his house. I mean, if, if you just kind of put, you know, connect the dots. I can connect them. He's going one-on-one southbound. The team would have to go northbound from the wigwam unless he's a early riser. and He's getting a quick bite to eat in the morning. Uh, I don't know where he's coming from. It's not from Rick. The- why is he at his house? He's not at his house because what happens typically is a lot of guys, they'll, they'll do room check at a certain time. And at a certain time, once they do the room check, a guys will probably give them two or three hours in the room. And so maybe between one and three, he probably was out. In the, he was in the room and then about three o'clock in the morning, he decided, boom, I'm a jet, go home or go to my girlfriend's house or my little bitty house. I'm going to go over her house or first thing in the morning, work, do a little quick workout. And then I'm going to try to make it back to the, you know, on, on time to the meetings or back to my room in the right amount of time. Typically, that's what guys do. If you're a married guy, you typically go home because you want to be home. Um, some of the guys have kids going to school or schools first thing in the morning so they can try to kind of get them up, get them going. That's something that some of the guys do that uh, that's that's married or they have access to the kids. If they don't, then they try to get back to their lady or just kind of get that good rest in before that they literally, come back to meetings. That sounds terrible. So he's <laughs> been practice all day and then he's he's in the hotel room at the wigwam. And then he sneaks out at like two or three in the morning. Hollywood Brown's 25. So I guess he's got the stamina to go and do that. And yes, like two hours out sleep. but yes. oh my, well, that sounds literally like I, my body aches. I want to collapse into a ball listening to what Frank Sanders just said. And I believe you, Frank, I think that that's probably Trust what me. Happened. I know exactly. That's what we're doing. We're leaving at a you certain can't get time. Wiggy at the wigwam. You can't have some ladies. No, cause the they wigwam? have, they have too much. Look, let's, let's keep it real. 100. Like this is, Young cats, man, there's a lot of opportunity in the valley. But if you really, this is how it just plays out. If your husband got kids, got to get them to school, you're going to leave early in the morning. As a, at some moment, security around the facility does not have to be there because they expect you to kind of sleep in and think you're going to be there. Some guys will leave and then go get in their own bed, grab three or four hours, or then get up and sleep with their wives or their girlfriends, get the kids up and get them ready to go to school. That's a potential for some guys that might be a little level of maturity. Hollywood Brown, he's new in town, so we don't really know how he's getting down. But if he is getting down how he's getting down, then that's probably what happened. And he just got caught in a little trap where he was in between times trying to speed to get here. That's that's that, he got caught. I mean, I, I promise you, in the NFL right now, there's probably we say what two, three thousand players that's out there trying to make an NFL football team. There's probably about 125 to 250 that's doing it every morning and every night. That's leaving the facility, going home to get in their beds if they're in a the position to do that. Without a doubt, now I could I I would draft Kings bet that one thou wow all day long. I don't doubt that you're right. It doesn't make it right as far as what Holly Wood Brown was doing. I, I agree. Mean, new I'm not kid agreeing. to town, you know. Not agreeing. Probably the that. biggest acquisition of the off season, and you're out there. You you can't stay at a nice resort all night. You can't sleep in that comfortable bed and just you know be a, a good player teammate for. Two weeks before they break camp on August 10th, he'll be we, back in his, home, we, his own bed. We haven't up. seen what he went home to. <laughs> I, I, but that can that great should have that can that's wait. Great no, that's not a great <laughs> point. It's a, a great point, JV. We don't he's, know. Look, he's on. He listen, home. he's getting he's getting right now uh, coddled a little bit by this organization. He hasn't practiced at all. Right, they're ramping him up. He's just hanging out. I, we were there Saturday. He's signing autographs. Right? right, he's the bell of the ball. You mentioned it. By far, their most high-profile acquisition of the offseason. Everybody loves Hollywood Brown. He hasn't done the damn thing yet for this franchise. So I think maybe he overplayed his hand a little bit. I want to get back to this comment. Brother Numsy in the chat says, I was talking to a player last night that left his room to get some grub. Brother, you can't put that out there. Who is the player that you were hanging with out? <laughs> Don't do that. Don't say it, brother. Don't say Let's it. Hear no. it. No, it's good Don't for our it. show. Don't do it. I mean, Fall Frank, you were up in Flagstaff, right? They were doing camp up in Flag. Yes, we were. So it's a, it's a little bit harder. Obviously. No, it's not. We were doing we were doing it in Flagstaff, without a doubt. What was you doing Flagstaff? It was NAU students there for the summer. Hello. Oh, hello. Thank you. I wasn't the guy, but I just know the guy. Right. I, I heard several stories. Were. Right. I just heard stories. <laughs> I just heard stories. I'm just saying. I got a bunch of stories. That's all I know. I, there's some stories. Look, this is the part where training camp is. 
what it is. I know this is the expectation of the fan and the organization that we're 100% locked in, we're focused. This is not the same situation. I will say this respectfully. When we went to NAU, there was a difference because there wasn't a whole bunch of kids on campus. There wasn't a whole bunch of things on campus. And we were three hours or two and a half hours away in Flagstaff, away from our families. And so we literally went to focus on nothing but football. Because of the the, the, the situations now, guys, and the way the stadiums are, they have changed. You know, you just, it's just, a, it's just a, a, a different type of ball game right now. Michael Bidwell did not want to concede to the, the monies that was asked of him, JV, when it came to NAU to refurbish the, the, the facilities, and he made a better decision. The players who back then were staying at the Renaissance right next to the hotel and walking across the street, going directly over to the facilities. Now they're at the wigwam, which gave them a little bit more room. That was there, but you do have scenarios where sometimes guys that are mature or guys that can handle themselves will make decisions. In regards to, I said this earlier, they might go home to their kids, go home to their wives, and then feel that they have enough time to, to flip the script and get back in to get back home to get back to the facilities for practice. Uh, so some breaking news, Bo. Again, yeah. uh, two times in in three days here at PHNX Cardinals podcast. Uh, Cards running back coach James Saxon. This is according to ESPN. This is official. What the heck? Was yeah, charged with happened? two counts. Yeah. Of domestic battery stemming from an alleged incident in May, uh, team rep said that they're they're looking into the matter, Bo. So it literally, we literally cannot escape this this organization, this franchise, in controversy. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, what Frank's saying is, I, I think now, like this team really has to realistically look at itself, each and every single person that's a member of this organization, and and get their shit together. I mean, yeah. this is this is just incident after incident. This is wow. this seems like the most serious of anything. This is not, you know, scrubbing your Instagram. This is not, uh, you know, having a lead foot in in criminal speeding, which is very serious. But this is this is the worst of them all. What's alleged of the running back coach, and you know, it's this this organization needs to to tighten down the hatches a little bit and and really start being professional. Like, Look, it's just um, it's crazy that this thing happened. In, the incident happened in May seventh, and it's coming out now. Mm-hmm. Again, that's on May seventh. That's you know a little bit right before, right after the draft. Am, am I wrong? And then you're watching it, you know, transpire now. We're we're in camp, and it's almost this is August, and something now the information started to hit the table. Um, I don't believe it'll be a distraction. I believe that it is one of those scenarios that unfortunately did happen. Um, we don't know the fullness of the story right sure. now, so I really can't speak on the full details of it. There are some information that is out there that's on the reporting um, of what did happen or what might have transpired, but we don't know the full details of it. So I think that's the difference. But when you watch that is happening now, it is kind of crazy and it can be a distraction. But I, I know for a fact I've been in the locker room. I've been on the field. You know, what we focus on football. Nothing well, football. and James Saxon may not be able to focus on football because there's a very good chance, Bo Brock, that they either put him on leave, non-paid leave, or they outright terminate him mm-hmm. if this proves to be true. Sure. Uh, and the Cardinals could be looking for a new running back coach. Uh, just checking out the details, the story on ESPN.com. Josh Weinfuss covers the Cardinals uh, locally here. And in Saxon's case, it stems from an incident in the Indianapolis area. area. Costco uh, continued at home of, of the woman who was uh, the victim in this. And it's a level six felony charge, which is the least serious in Indiana. So we'll continue to kind of follow this. But uh, that that's the latest coming out of Get- the Can I just say one yeah. thing? Cliff Kingsbury, this this poor Cliff Kingsbury, every day he's got to address a new controversy. And I think or he's yeah. rich right now. Well, like $11 million a year. You know what I mean? Uh, Cliff, Cliff hasn't been able to talk too much on the field football because of everything else surrounding this team. So everybody that banged on Cliff and his extension, he is about the biggest calming presence this organization has. Kime has made mistakes. Michael Bidwell has made mistakes this offseason, right? Players have made mistakes. Agents have made mistakes. Cliff has really kind of been the the salt of the earth guy that everybody goes to now looking for rationale. He has been a little bit of the whipping boy at the, at the press conferences. He's having to answer all these tough questions. So I have much, and I already respected Cliff Kingsbury. I have so much immense respect for Cliff Kingsbury, newfound respect that he's up there taking arrows, taking grenades for literally everybody else. We're going from the front office all the way down now to his to his coaches, assistant coaches. And it's, I mean, it's unfortunate, 
that Bo, we can't go a day without something like this happening. No, it's not. But you know, I th- I think the people who don't like Cliff Kingsbury are going to point to him for one of the reasons why things are going awry as far as his organization is. Is there enough accountability? Now, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I was thinking sure. about it today as he stood up there and spoke about Hollywood Brown. Is this why? Why would you, if you're a head coach, you know, the expectation of your staff, of your players, or for guys to be professionals out there and the fact that they just can't that there's so many issues that are impacting this team off the field and their ability to get on the field like you do feel for cliff kingsbury but at what point do you just do you you know get in just mf some people and tell them to get their shit together at this point because it's got to be frustrating it's got to be i mean this has been the worst off season as far as off the field issues and it's just it's 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 festering, right? I mean, and when you look at who's gotten in trouble so far in this organization the last couple of years, and are they truly being held accountable? I know that Steve Kime missed five weeks. He had like the 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 two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine that was imposed by Michael Bidwell. You know, they they had the other guy who was like the who was a CEE or whatever who had another mm-hmm. incident yeah. who ended up uh, yeah. what he resigned, correct? That's and, correct. He did. Resign. I mean, this is. This is just kind of a couple years running, and I know that it's the valley, man. It's just the valley. Is it? I mean, my man with the level six didn't happen in the valley, but right. it, I mean, the valley just it lures you in, man. It's the mirage of you can do it. You can drink all day and not feel that fire until you get on behind the wheel, and you think you can drive at 128 miles per hour because the roads are so beautiful and they're open at five in the morning. Not that I know, but they're wide open, and you can just kind of speed around some of these turns in your vehicles and things like that. But it, I, I, I'm going to put it on the Valley saying that the Valley has, it has a voodoo magic about it. <laughs> it's not Louisiana magic, but it has a magic about it. <clears throat> it's some kind of native magic, man, that it has about the Valley that just allows itself to, the guys feel great. The weather's amazing. It's not hot. It's, I mean, it's warm, but it's amazing. And sometimes you get caught up in it. If you live in Paradise Valley, JV don't know about that, but he knows about it. You're in Scottsdale, you know Scottsdale life. Don't Sometimes know about that it either. Like it's 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 always like a it's always feels like a little small Vegas and a little bit. You can leave, you can leave the little the W and then drive V, you know, veer east directly into the casino, then leave the casino and go back to the W and then do some well, walks. Here too, though. I mean, you don't see me doing one. Well, you don't, you know, you, you, gotta, you don't have, you gotta have about a couple bands in your trying to do some crazy stuff. I mean, I mean, get seriously, get your shit together. At they this got point. bands in this their pockets. This is a team man. that won eleven games. That's that's effing hard to do. In that's the a NFL, winning season. Right? No, I'm sorry. This is a team a that just season. invested two hundred thirty and a half million dollars into one player he with the expectation it. for them to be better the next year. You don't do that by taking yourself off the field or off the sidelines as a coach by being a dumbass. Like at some point, like these guys have to be professionals. And it, and I don't know who's it, are they telling them enough? It's to me like. For guys like Johnny, for Frank, myself, like I feel like we don't have to be told that that stuff. But there are some people we've all worked with people like that before, where they don't have to be. They you have to tell them everything. Hey, said you know, don't don't uh, don't drink and drive. Don't do don't do things that you, you would think is just the expectation. But that's clearly not good enough for the for this group of guys overall as an organization. Don't worry though. They brought in JJ Watt last offseason to apparently fix the leadership within the whole organization, top to bottom. Not only in the fifty-three, but JJ they'll fix everything. We'll put out a JJ Watt PSA tomorrow. Everything will be. <laughs> there fine. we go, JV. Speak about it. That's some time. No, that's I'm sorry. Heavy, heavy. Don't think JJ Watt be the the you know the, yeah, he's the, the golden, clean up man for yeah, this. He's the golden yeah. kid, he man. They got to get their brooms out. Let's get. We'll, we'll get Fitz back. Fitz will make a couple statements. We'll talk about new new helmets. Everything. Will be I can't fine. trust that. I can't trust that. Cliff's gonna be great. Did you see his? Did you see his woman? Um, that's how I know he's great because he just keeps. His he might be great. Driving. We don't even know if he's going to be great. Man. Did you see his woman? Is this little model thing he got next to him? He does pretty. I mean, pretty cool. which, which means you can. What Cliff is the example that you can live a good life here in the valley, right? Yep. And you can also not get in trouble on and off the field. That you can you can have great things. You can have all the nice things you want, but you also have to be a respectful professional. Cliff has a he's in the he's in the midst of like all the guys are. They all have an opportunity to be professional. And then they're not professional when they're not professional. I'm hoping that he stays professional 
and do his job. This right here is what's supposed to happen. Listen to me, guys. Don't don't no. take this. Don't take no. all this right here. Oh, this tell me who is injured. No, JV, relax. This is watch. Check. This is supposed to happen. The reason why it's supposed to happen because it's a young team. And it's a team that's coming together. This is not a bunch of veterans that have played together for four and five and six years. And there's a leadership that's of great quality. Our coach is young. Our quarterback's young. And half the team is fucking young. So let's excuse my language on the effing part. I apologize. But let's go back. Everyone's young. And they're trying to figure this thing out. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of opportunity. But guess what happens when they, when they realize, when it hits the fan? When they start really having to realize what competition looks like, that somebody on the other side of the field wants to knock your head off. These ain't your buddies. These ain't your homies. They'll come together. It'll make us better. It will make us better because you'll start weeding out the BS and the guys will start rallying around the moment of, of the mindset of what we have to do and what we come to do. That's what happens. Train, tra training camp is uh, a plethora of BS. Coaches I don't know. I, I think I get the thing from everybody else that this is not a buttoned-up organization right now, that everybody right. can kind of do whatever they want to do. You think Sean McVay's putting uh, up with this shit in L.A.? You think right. that uh, Kyle Shanahan's having to deal with this stuff in, in Absolutely. San Absolutely. Yes. Hollywood pushing the envelope because he feels like he can. Really? That's that's the end of it. James Saxton did this because he's like, I don't have to worry about repercussions potentially. What? No that's, way. I mean, that, no I'm way. Not, I'm not reaching here. They're, they've they've set some kind of precedent within the organization that this kind of stuff, not Saxton's situation, but like how many arrests have we had over the past half half decade, executives and players included? We are averaging at least one to two arrests, Arizona Cardinal affiliated arrests every offseason. Zayvon Collins, Christian Kirk. Now it's it's uh, Hollywood Brown. Time's been arrested for an extreme DUI. I told you Who's the Valley, the valley has that mirage. No, of let's not do that. What about I Los swear. Angeles? There are two teams in Los Angeles. We we are anything from those teams. You can't, can't be drunk. You can't be drunk in traffic. Sake. You can't be drunk in traffic in Las Vegas. I mean, in, in Cali, like that's like you're really like you're a turtle in traffic now. You really that's terrible. You can be drunk in traffic in Phoenix because you're doing, you're moving. No, you can't. You're this moving. Is the DUI capital. Well, of the DUI world. depends on if you get pulled over. <laughs> don't drink, how about just don't point. drink and drive? Right. The, the team I, has I, shuttle, shuttle I service. I agree with that. I'm a fan of not drinking and driving. Trust me. I agree with that. I, it's just sometimes these guys assume that the valley, like you feel like you can make things happen, and it and it's just it is what it is. And then you find yourself like, damn, I got caught. And then it blows up in your face. And then as a young kid, you got to realize, like, that's not how it plays out here in the Valley, bro. We all got eyes on you. I, yeah, I just don't know if that's a, it's a true testament to, to accountability. Like, at some point, you have to say, "Am I? if I do this, is it going to impact my ability to contribute to this team and where it wants to go? I will say this here, though, respectfully. Like, I remember Buddy Ryan. Mm -hmm. You messed up, you got fired. And that doesn't exist. That's Buddy Ryan does, did that, that without that a doubt. You messed exist. up, you got fired. Right. You, you had to be a super vet in order for Buddy Ryan not to I mean, immediately release you from your position. And I think that was def that was definitely on the table. Of course, the salary cap numbers right now do matter. And guys, those things do come on the table where you just can't necessarily fire a guy when you have contract situations. Um, but what you will do is set a precedence. All you got to fire is two guys. You got to make an example out of two guys that, you, that you're okay with firing and letting go. One has well, to be a name guy, one has to be a weak guy. And once you do it, you balance out your checkbook. But what you will do is create a, a locker room that has that precedent of what you guys are trying to talk about. And what I will say this, I mean, James Saxon, we'll see what happens with this and, and what's alleged or whatever. But as far as an organization trying to maybe throw down the hammer, James Saxon's probably gonna receive it. I mean, they're not right. gonna they're not gonna hammer Hollywood Brown, they're not gonna Correct. hammer anybody that's gonna really truly impact a running backs coach is not your top the top wide receiver that you acquired this offseason but you know as far as what's going on it's a little too loosey-goosey within those walls and it, it's got to tighten up i mean back i mean it's a joke we joke about it the incident board and it, how we can't even get back to zero in 24-hour span and uh i mean that's that's unacceptable i, I don't care what no. business i don't care what business you're in you're biting yourself up, Arizona Cardinals. But I want to talk to you about the injury report. But before we do that, again, preseason football tonight. God, can we just get to Cardinal preseason football so we can stop talking about this garbage? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You can bet, like me, on the Jaguars tonight. 
to beat the LA or Las Vegas Raiders, who supposedly aren't playing anybody. Jags are going to jag. Doug Peterson's debut. They're going to get the W. You can bet on them. Bet the over 30 and a half points on DraftKings. Make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Use that promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. Let me tell you about a delicious beer from Four Peaks. It's Kilt Lifter. It's their flagship beer. It's delicious, right? It's sold even outside of Arizona. I mean, this is what put Four Peaks on the map. And Four Peaks Brewing Company is the best in our great state, 48. Uh, we've also got a great option for you to get some Four Peaks swag. You can get yourself a $50 Four Peaks gift card. You can also get a PHNX shirt and a PHNX uh, annual membership just by going to the website, gophnx.com, and entering our Toast of the Month sweepstakes. Do that, get in the sweepstakes, win that great swag bag from Four Peaks and PHNX, and then go have some delicious food and great beer over at Four Peaks on oh, 8th yeah. Street. We're there at the end of every month. Every final Wednesday of the month, we're out there. We're also hosting watch parties. Four Peaks is uh, our central spot right now for watch parties. Go check them out on 8th Street. They're also in the airport. Four Peaks Brewing Company. Delicious. We're, we're enjoying a uh, kilt yeah. right now. Last week was That's, on the Wow. Right now we're on the Four Peaks. That's yeah. pretty and a kilt lift, and it's pretty delicious. This is how well, we celebrate the kickoff of the NFL season. Bo, did you hear these comments by Cliff Kingsbury when you were there earlier today, basically questioning if Marco Wilson's the guy? How, yeah. how dire of the situation is for the Arizona Cardinal cornerback group where Byron Murphy cannot play outside the slot, or Vance Joseph would prefer not to play him outside, and now we've got issues about potentially Marco Wilson. Somebody needs to step up, according to Cliff Kingsbury, and now Marco Wilson potentially is injured with a groin. What's the status right now? Yeah, I don't know if, if it's a frustration with, with Marco not being able to be on the field and compete and really, you know, take hold of that job because he's had a pretty strong camp. I mean, him going back and forth with DeAndre Hopkins the other day, yeah. first day of pads, mm -hmm. they were getting physical out there. He's playing with an edge. And it was it was tit for tat. It was D-Hop one play, getting the best of Marco, and then Marco getting the best of D-Hop. And you saw that, and you know that that's all there. The skill set, the competitiveness. We'll just see if he can make a major jump from year one to year two. But it is concerning when you hear those comments from Cliff Kingsbury because I can confirm that's what he said. He said it's it's still an open competition. You hope that he's going to take advantage of the opportunity that he has. But now he's dealing. He had a he had a massive you know hamstring cramp, and then he had this groin injury that he suffered yesterday. Uh, you just hope it doesn't take him off the field much longer. Byron Murphy, we would talk to him today, and he's going to play a little bit inside. He's going to play a little bit outside. I think yeah. the latter there, the outside, is just out of necessity at this point. Yeah. You know, because who else is going to do it? You got Josh Jackson, uh, and then right now just a, a couple ham sandwiches. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. I think when you look at what's available as far as cap space, that's really where they're going to have to spend some money on some yeah, questions who are available. We've gotten a lot of questions. The Cardinals now, after this DJ Humphreys signing, uh, his extension has freed up almost $7 million in cap space. That's cap space that they want to put to work this year, we would assume. Overthecap.com is going to have them right around $17 million, gentlemen. So I have a list of best available free agents right now. And it's a lot of positions the Cardinals maybe don't need. Offensive tackle, wide receiver. I mean, I would love for them to go after Odell Beckham or, or Will Fuller, but I don't think they will. So when we look at the edge presence, we know they they tried out Tack McKinley. Uh, we've got a Trey Flowers, if you're interested. We've got, at the cornerback position, Chris Harris Jr., maybe a Joe Hayden. But they have money now. They can go be particular. Right. They can bring in one of these veterans, a Kevin King, a Xavier Rhodes. That, that's, you don't want that Xavier to me. Rhodes. No, he's not very good at all. No. Um, but I the Cardinals need to get busy with some of these moves because – we're, we're on the cusp of the preseason starting, and these, these players are going to be signed, and the Cardinals, I don't think they're going to have to compete with the Dallas Cowboys anymore with, with Tack McKinley. They, they signed Anthony Barr, who got $3 million, who's not coming off an Achilles. I, I, I would not be surprised. I haven't heard this. I can't source this. The Tack McKinley, I know his visit went well, but maybe they have a, a minimum contract on the table. We know Kime loves to do that, but the money's available, guys. we got to right. get this going. Well, I don't know if it impacts your, uh, your cap space but just let's sign a couple babysitters for this team they, they clearly need that they need somebody 
to, to watch over them, make sure that they can get Frank, to. Can you go be the enforcer? For a check, I will. I, without a doubt. I just, everybody in the organization, not just the guys on the field. So I don't know. <laughs> will they take the vet minimum? Jack Rabbit Jenkins, a, a cornerback who who's known for his outside play. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that would be. I know that he was he was a he's beaten badly a lot in week one, but he rebounded and played some decent football for the wow. Titans and he's available. You know, he was one of John Skelton's favorite targets there when he was a member of the Rams, unfortunately, back in the day, I know a little long in the tooth, but Jack rabbit can yeah. play a position of need for the Cardinals outside. Yeah. Frank, let's, 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 let's go right to the, the idea of it. The Cardinals defensive line is average at best right now. Correct. So our cornerbacks have to be absolutely Dion esque. They have mm-hmm. to be really, really freaking great to stop the, the receivers, hold them up to give our defensive line enough time that to get to the quarterback and cause pressure. If they're not playing, if they're not the defensive line of old that we need, every cornerback or any cornerback in the NFL, secondary-wise, they need a great defensive line to put pressure on the quarterback so he's not back there patting the ball and a receiver like me, I'm out there making up routes like I'm I'm out on I'm out on 18th Street next to Johnny in Maricopa, and he's like go left, go right, go left, and he's still patting the ball. That that's the problem. So our cornerbacks right now, look, they they're probably getting worked over extra work because our defense line is just not getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback yeah. right now, and so that's that's the challenge. If they can fix that, then that'll help. Everything that Cliff is saying right now about the guys is probably on point because these guys are holding. They're holding, trying to hold the the corner our receivers up because they know that our defensive line just is not, they're not getting enough pressure on the quarterback to force him to get the ball out on time. There are a lot of questions in the chat, gentlemen, about Robert Alford, why he isn't back with this team. Bo, I get the sense that that ship has sailed. I I don't think they're back in the Alford market. Um, uh, Alford uh, hasn't tweeted recently about any interest returning to the Cardinals or playing in general. Again, he was great last year before he went down it feels like if they were going to bring him back, they've had ample time to do so. He doesn't have a ton of options. They've had plenty of money. It, it feels like they're, they're, they're going a different direction, Bo. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, get him back in the building. He, he knows VJ's system. He, he played really well. He was kind of an unsung hero of this defense. I know as far as reliability, can he make it through the 17-game marathon? Probably not. But can he come in and play significant snaps and impact this team early on like he did last year while the youngsters still acclimate to the NFL level and you get that front seven more dialed yeah. in? I think why not? I think it's a no-brainer. Whatever, whatever is going on between Alford's camp and the Arizona Cardinals, why they haven't signed him? Maybe he just doesn't want to participate in the dog days of training camp. Nope, I'm not doing it. I agree. Yeah, I'm definitely not doing it, JV. I'm not coming to camp. Y'all can kiss my whoop behind. <laughs> I got, I got enough time. Here's the difference between Robert Alford and everybody else. So when we had this conversation, once you sign me, I get my veterans minimum. I mean, I get that money. So you can't you can't really dog me outside of that. So the Cardinals need to know they have a bunch of young guys that are kind of they're developing and growing in the system that doesn't require the same amount of money that it requires to pay Robert Alpha right now. And so we got to look at the contractual pro- portion of it, not just don't, a veteran. You can't look at just the veteran portions of it like he's a veteran. If he's not a healthy veteran that you know that's going to come in with leadership, remember the, remember the Rams last year, they took a chance on Wilden. What was his name? They, they, a, a, a safety? Yeah. They brought in Whittle. Whittle. Yeah. They brought in Whittle a safety to play two games of the Eric season. Eric Whittle. Eric Whittle. They brought mm-hmm. him in because they knew he was healthy, he was in shape, and they brought him in because he had veteran leadership that he can kind of put guys in the right spot. Guy won a Super Bowl but, champ. But you have to have that two games. I mean, well, you also have to have that front seven. And, I mean, and, and, and so and so that backs it up, and that's the, that's the point why we're saying. So Robert Alford will be a guy just getting laced out there because you got to have pressure for him to really use his veteran savviness to be able to kind of read how to jump routes and how and and when when and when not to jump routes. When, when you're in the bargain in five weeks though, like when, we, we, it's time. No, no, no. You got plenty of time. You're when good. you when you're you sharpening when you're shopping at Walmart's bargain bin at this point, that's where we are in free agency. Or, the three dollar DVDs. I mean, you're getting vet minimum and then just maybe a little bit over, and you've got seventeen million dollars. I mean. You can you can you can buy the whole damn store, right? And you're not like going to the not, 99 cent store with a with a Benjamin Franklin. Well, and Kyle has always done a nice job going into the season, maxing out the cap. And this is not like the Jets and a lot of these teams that are rebuilding. They may not want to sign a bunch of cheap veterans. They may not want to get up against the cap. The Cardinals are are trying to win. We know that actively, and they have holes on their roster. They've been speaking about the holes in the secondary. 
for what feels like the entire summer, yet outside of a Josh Jackson signing, which that looks like it's going to be a pretty nice under-the-radar move, Bo Brock, from what we've seen at training camp. They have they have money to go spend and bring these guys in. I, I can't imagine, unless there's something that we on the outside do not know, when, when you see these lists put together, these free agent lists of note, we're at the point, like, do these guys even still want to play football? Do they have other options? Because, like, why aren't, why isn't Joe Hayden taking visits, right? Why haven't we heard anything when we were speculating about Rodney Hudson, uh, J.C. Treader, right? Trey Flowers is under 30 years old, right? Somebody that could be a very nice complimentary pass rusher, mm-hmm. especially against the run for this team. Like, bring Trey Flowers in and let him play defensive end opposite Marcus Golden. You can afford him right now. He went to Detroit and was kind of left up in the air, but he was great in New England. To me, I just I don't understand the lack of sense of urgency because this is so unlike Steve Kime. Every year, every offseason, it's been boom, 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 free agent signing, well, free agent visit, exhausting all options. Doesn't feel like I, they're doing that now. I, I think he's sick of drafting guys and not getting them off on the field. I think that's part of it, right? I mean, so he, he doesn't he, trust his, his two third round pass rushers. He wants to see what he has, at least at this point in the offseason or in the preseason. Yes. He wants to see guys like uh, Myjay Sanders and, and Cameron Thomas get some yes. reps, yes. Uh, which is important. And, and hopefully VJ, you know, sees something that he can yes. utilize during the regular he, season. But I don't trust Vance Joseph to play them over who they have already. I'm watching Tanner Vallejo, by the way, get smoked by James Conner in a, uh, a seam route today. I don't want to see Devon Kennard and Tanner Vallejo. Lots play. of people get smoked by James Conner. I'll just, I you know, Lots of I mean. His running back mate said he didn't know how pure his hands were. I mean, James Conner can run some routes and he can he can pull the football down with the best of them. But, you know, I hear what you're saying. I get your point. I mean, Tanner Vallejo, the the middle linebacker core is outside of Zayvon Collins, which is is tough to say, is is a question mark. You know, is it going to be Nick Vigil in in, in Zayvon Collins? Is it going to be Tanner Vallejo? We're we're not seeing really Isaiah Simmons in the mix any longer. He's more on on the, you know, Back half of that defense, it's He'd be playing safety at this at this rate, or look, excuse me, corner. He was playing rate. some deep safety today. I saw some deep safety from from Isaiah Simmons today. It was interesting. Honestly, I, I I'm going to say this. I, I've Johnny, you and I both. I mean, you guys, you guys have studied the off seasons for years. This off season has been totally different. So apparently, they're turning over a new leaf. Either Steve Kime has gotten a different kind of wind of how he should be better at this thing than he has been in the past, which is running out and signing free agents and bringing them in and watching it just kind of unfold before him and, and maybe not in the way he wants it to be. And so I guess we got to, we got to look at and say he has another six years to kind of do things differently than he's done, which is he hasn't really, again, we just let go two young studs and that's in, that's in Chase Edmond and, and, and Christian, Christian Kirk. Mm -hmm. We just let go two studs that we just, two second round guys we let go that were really young guys on the uprise of their of, of their tenure in NFL. And so I think maybe he's just trying to do something different. He didn't go out and get a bunch of veterans. I agree with you. He's probably going to let our, our the guys he just draft watch these guys go through a few reps in practice because when you're a veteran, you don't need as much. If I know you're working out and training, then I don't. you don't need as much. You don't need a whole bunch of reps in training camp to figure out what you're going to do during the regular season. You just have to really feel like how you have, you have to know that this guy can come in, learn the system, play his role and do his part. And so I think that that's kind of what we're seeing right now. And I'm going to just take a page from you, JV. This has not been the Steve Kime of old. This is, this guy's doing something totally different. It's, I don't like it. It's not good for our business. We're trying to talk about free agent signing. We want emergency podcasts. That's the the point, but we're seeing something different. And I think that's part where we see him try to build a team and create longevity in the picks that he has compared to, the one lick wonders, and if they're not good, we just wash them away and then start this thing all over again, and we don't really have the depth that we need to have at positions like we should have at offense line. We have no depth at offensive line. We have no depth at defensive line, and those are, and we have, we have no depth at our linebacking core, and those are things that you can look at and say, man, you have not developed anybody over the years. What are you going to do? Are you going to really let these young guys come in, become the guys that they want to be, give them a couple of years to figure some stuff out, and then we all grow. And then guess what? If we win a championship in two years, if we win a championship next year, then we're all going to say, man, kudos to what took place because at the end of the day, the formula, you found a formula what works for the Arizona Cardinals, and then you found a formula what works for, you know, being successful in the NFL. 
the big, uh, I guess, variable that that's missing here from, you know, the kind time signing is, is the BA. I mean, I think a lot of those guys were Bruce Arians guys, guys that he mm-hmm. developed relationships with, and, and he's obviously no longer with this organization and Cliff Kingsbury doesn't have those. He doesn't have guys that he's coached before and see, you know, has seen him play and say, Hey, go out and sign this guy. He's available. I know him. He played for me. Let's get him in there. And he's going to be seamless as far as the transition from him being a, a you know, wearing street clothes and, and then getting in here and making an impact for the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals right now, they have to sign at least two guys. And it's either two car- corners or it's a pass rusher yeah. and a corner. Yeah. Like, th- I mean, it's just, there's just, they're not deep enough to compete at the cornerback spot right now. I mean, th- no. there's not. I mean, you, you've got Byron Murphy, who you want to play inside. That's your lone cornerback. Who's going to be the two guys on the outside? And if well, you don't have somebody getting after the passer, I mean, here's here's the here's what can fix everything, right? And it's not it's not a free agent, Johnny. It's you've got seventeen million dollars. Is that according to over the cap right now? Seventeen yeah. million dollars. If yep. you have seventeen million dollars, it's going to cost you twelve million dollars to get a guy like Robert Quinn. After it's all said and done, that's what yep. he, it's going to cost the Cardinals or whatever team acquires from him. Go out there. If you get a pass rush of the caliber of Robert Quinn, everything's safe. Everything's saved. You can find you can get you can re-sign Frank Sanders to play corner for the rest of the way. I'm ready. You got Marcus Golden, you got JJ Watt, you I'm got ready. Zach Allen, you got Robert Quinn. You got enough dogs to get after the quarterback. That front seven stout. The word on the street from our friends at CHGO is the Bears roster is not great. And so hopefully ownership and the general manager coming to grips with, hey, maybe let's cut our losses here and try to get some real value. The price on the street, the street prize for Mr. Robert Quinn entering a contract year, third or fourth round picks. So you'd be willing to do that for a guy who's only signed through this year. You give up potentially one of those extra third rounders, Bo Brock? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't I you would feel like Don't you feel like you're close? Don't you feel like that, that could be something that could potentially save this defense from a devastating start to the season? I mean... You could also save the headlines for this organization. You're not you facing want to come Trey out. Lance week one. You're not. You're right. not facing that Bears offense week one. You're facing Patrick Mahomes. Then, Mahomes. Then you get Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, yeah. and then you get Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford and that gauntlet. We'll so uh, un- unfortunately, like you guys, you don't trust VJ. I trust VJ. I trust Vance Joseph. What I really makes do. you believe? What makes you believe I don't trust? Because you don't Joseph. believe he's going to play players when they're young. You don't believe that he's going to. You know, he doesn't know what he's doing in regards to, like, moving guys around and bringing in young talent and letting young talent play. I believe that this is what happens, and I see it consistently, is that if a guy gets his head smashed in and he doesn't pick up the system fast enough, you can't stick him out there because you don't want him to lose his confidence. I believe in VJ. I believe I watched him last year and the year before where he literally tried to maneuver and move guys around consistently to put guys in different positions. Chandler Jones finally had a beast of another guy on the other side with J.J. Watt, and they put them together sometimes. Prior to that, it was just – it was J.J. – it was C.J. on one side of the football field, and they tried to move him to attack, you know, various defensive uh, – offensive tackles to put him in the best position. But we moved guys around, and we saw that. And then and I think that he has the power and ability to do that. It's just unfortunate right now. Again, our front line does not look like anything that we want to line up against Mahomes. We don't think that that front line is – that front line is going to go out and just, you know – put a bunch of pressure on the quarterback. But I have to believe that what, what we're seeing right now is what we have to become the reality with in grips. Again, next week, we're, we got a, we got a preseason game. Like, we really got to, like, like, again, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, I know it's not the real game, but it's a preseason game But the veterans will get maybe, you know, 10 snaps or 12 plays, and then everyone else after that, they'll get the rest of the reps, and then we'll see, we'll see the Colt McCoys, the great Colt McCoy, come on the football field and just dominate our offense and our defensive guys is just going to be amazing. Yeah. That's what we, that's what we expect week one, week two, and then we'll see week three when the guys play a little bit more. And so, but I, I believe in VJ and and, they are, and, the, and what we're trying to do, which is watch. And I think Steve Kime is putting pressure on these guys to take advantage of our draft picks and see if we can get these guys to play. It might not look pretty initially, and on paper, it doesn't look it doesn't look stout JV, but I believe that watching these guys grow, go through the growing pains, some of these guys with the pieces that we have around them could potentially kind of um, elevate to the next level of uh, literally being a top NFL player. Brother Numsy in the chat, I have to read this. VJ on the medium jeans. I know that all too well <laughs> with some church shoes on. That's great. Go ahead, Bo. <laughs> 
I got nothing for it. I mean, as far as the cap space, the, the team, uh, they made it, the tr- uh, they acquired a player today, a wide receiver. It probably tells that it's not good news for, for Antoine Wesley, who went down, injured his uh, groin hip area, already received an MRI. Um, so they, with the, Marcel Aitman, they brought him in from yeah. the Raiders, kind of another big body wide receiver, yeah. probably doesn't spell okay. good for, for Wesley. Okay. Um, but, uh, and then we, one thing that could follow along with is Zach Ertz. He's got the calf issue. We haven't seen Trey McBride for back-to-back days at practice. Mm. Uh, so you're going to see, you know, Max Williams was activated from the PUP today. He was out there for the first time. Good to see Mad Max out there, the best blocking tight end they have on this roster and more reps for Steven Anderson could come, you know, that preseason game one, it could still be the case. Yeah, we got five weeks before the start of the season. Plenty of time. Uh, I want to remind everybody, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everybody five and up. We are going to be at the Red and White practice on Saturday. I'm trying to stay happy and healthy, so you should too. Don't be coming around with the cough or anything like that. Protect yourself with a COVID-19 vaccine. Those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster. What you got to do, you got to go to visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. They are for free. We want to party with you throughout the course of the season. We can't do that if you're not feeling well and got the COVID and uh, all the bad things that, that lead into that. So get a vaccine, protect yourself, protect your family. Got some free stuff for you as well. OGs. Oh, they got a nice flavoring life sweepstakes that this great cannabis company is uh, starting with us here at PHNX. One of the winners will receive a three, yes, three bags of OGs, including three? orange creamsicle. Three? The goat. Orange Can I sign creamsicle. up? I want to yeah. sign up. You, you don't qualify, my I want to sign up. Nope. Want to sign up, JJ? No, just know that Frank's not going to be in that sweepstakes. It gives you a better chance to win. Go to gophnx.com, click the link in the show notes, or, or you know, just go, go to ogsbrands.com. You can follow them on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find their great stuff in all your local dispensaries like Four Peaks. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy. But look, three bags of orange cream sick. Can't beat that. Can't beat it. Uh, We'll we'll wrap up today's show, Uh, Bo. There was a comment from Cliff Kingsbury with regard to Kyler Murray potentially asking to call plays, which I thought was funny. Uh, Kyler Murray, what was it, calling plays over the phone, over the radio? No, it was on on Saturday. So when we didn't get to see Kyler Murray out there because they wanted to rest his arm, and this was before the the positive COVID test, uh, Kyler Murray put on the headset and he was calling plays and Cliff Kingsbury broke down his performance. You know that hey, this shit ain't easy. You know, <laughs> like every now and then, he starts shaking his head when I'm calling it in there. I'm like, all right, well, go ahead, big dog. You know, um, no, I think anytime we keep him involved, and he was coaching him up like right to the last second, like while they're trying to throw, he'd be saying stuff. So uh, I probably won't do that again. No, we had him do it. We wanted to get him, keep him involved, and um, he did a good job. It's just I would not want to play for Kyler Murray if I was a quarterback. He was the coach. Not a ringing endorsement from his head coach. Apparently, he had like the old Sean McVay, Jared Goff thing where he was even talking in his ear when he was making the throw. Kyler Murray, a little, little slow with the, with the, you know, getting the play in there, Frank. You ever called well, plays before? I've never called plays. Well, I mean, I, I coached at Phoenix College and I called a couple of plays a couple of times. But look, calling plays is not as easy as everyone thinks it is. You got to be, you got to be two or three plays out. You got to know how you're setting the defense up to kind of read them. And then you then after that, you have to make sure that the guys are following through. If they're not following through and you're not getting the scheme that you want, then it's going to offset what you're really trying to do. So that's I, I'm glad that he's learning that because, again, that's how you learn. When you listen to the mind of a Peyton Manning and you listen to the mind of a Tony Romo when these guys are really talking, they're talking you through everything. Troy Aikman, these guys are talking you through all the points and checks that has to happen. And when, it, when they hear a play called or when they're calling plays in their mind. And sometimes I think that'll be the growth of Kyler Murray when he can become the OC in his own mind on how defenses are attacking him, but more importantly, how he wants to attack defenses, JV. I bet every scenario in which Kyler Murray was shaking his head were those garbage horizontal screens. So hopefully <laughs> Kyler Murray has convinced Cliff Kingsbury, cut out the horizontal shit. Let's go deep. Let's go vertical. That's why we have Hollywood Brown. That's why we have Rondell Moore. Good for you, Kyler Murray. Burn those pages of the playbook. I don't want to see it again. If I, Lord Almighty, if I have to watch September 11th against the Kansas City Chiefs and and 
my precious Rondell Moore is subjected wow. to those horizontal screens. I'm not going to be able to contain myself. I'm going to break up our new set, PHNX set. I'm going to no. be billed. I'm going to be invoiced. It's not going to go well. It's not going to go well that. for me. Uh, what, what about on third and one? What are you calling? What do you think? You think Kyler's still doing what Cliff does and tells him run it deep? Uh, I would I would jam James Conner right behind Rodney Hudson, right behind Will Hernandez, who, by the way, Justin Pugh is calling the new enforcer. God, I love that. Be smart. Uh, Be smart on third and one. You don't love that? Well, I don't know. I mean, Will Hernandez is they called him scrappy today. He's he's mixing up almost too much. I mean, he, he's no, getting I love it. He is Give a it shit starter out there, man. I mean, it's he, they're calling him the enforcer. I, I like this offensive line group. You know, people are yeah. really kind of concerned about it. You got Rodney Hudson, Justin Pugh, and DJ Humphreys, all really good friends on and off the field. They're veterans. I mean, the biggest key for that is health. If those guys can put together a full season or close to a full season, the yeah. three of them combined, I think that this offensive line is going to be fine and be able to keep their quarterback upright. Uh, and then you kind of get a guy like Will Hernandez who's going to be hungry to bounce back and prove himself and is a, it is a shit starter. Hopefully he's not getting penalized too, too much. But uh, – you know, I, I like it. I kind of like the group. Josh Jones filling yeah. in as, at the tackle spot, and then Kelvin Beecham, who's who's one of those guys that you don't have to worry about. What you I will gonna, see, go ahead, Frank. What you will see is that sometimes when you have a veteran offensive line and you have some offensive linemen, this is what happens in our in a lot of camps, is because your defensive line is so young, the defensive coordinator or the defensive line coach will come and say, "Hey, get messy. Mm. I want to see if these guys can be grunt men if they got dogs in them. If they don't have no dog in them, be a little more aggressive, hold them." pull on their shirts a little bit longer because you want to see, you got to test guys to see how far they're willing to go if they got a little fight in them. And you can't find that out by doing the little BS that the NFL has established right now as what we call camp. You have to actually test these guys to get testy with them to see what's going on. So Will Hernandez, I love it because what, what, what he does is he's going to make everyone realize that you got to bring a little bit more extra energy when it comes to when you got somebody that's, that's that's fighting for his job. And so guess what? He might not be the greatest offensive lineman on the planet right now, yeah. but what he will do is he'll make our defensive lineman and our defensive coach see which guy is ready to play football and build an NFL level. I want a new shirt from the PHNX merchandise uh, locker that says SBS, stop being soft. Stop getting pushed around by the LA Rams defensive line, right? They look soft at the end of the year. Will Hernandez might not be the most talented guy. He's the biggest, he is the biggest, scariest motherfucker on that offense. I'm terrified of him. He could eat me in one bite. Go to gophnx.com, become a member. 99 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent month. Go to the PHNX merchandise locker. We got word of our brand new shirt today. It is literally hot fire. It's going to be our greatest shirt ever. Be on the lookout for that. It's coming to a closet near you. PHNX. Can I see it? Uh, merch- no, we don't have it ready yet. It's not Come on, let me see yet. it. We'll talk to you about it off air, Frank <laughs> Sanders. Calm, <laughs> calm yourself. I Gentlemen, know, yeah, it yeah. has been a pleasure hanging out with you this afternoon. Friday show, and then boom, 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 red and white practice on Saturday. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Do me a favor, everybody in the chat right now, go and like this YouTube video so it gets passed around the algorithm. We can continue growing. Have a bunch of fun. We're the only podcast that's doing this every day. Live for Bo Brock, Frank Sanders. I'm Johnny Venerable. See you tomorrow.